You're listening to the Defro Airsoft Podcast. Hosted by Stuart Rowe. Meet the legend. Meet the legend. Get to know a local Airsoft legend as we take a deep dive and find out all about their call sign, equipment, local airsoft scene, play style, dreams, and the story behind their best Instagram photos. Now, let's meet today's legend. Hey, everyone. I'm Stuart Rowe. Welcome to the Defro Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with local legend and the guy that does absolutely everything, His Highness, King Lobo. How you doing, man? What up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Man, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Cool. Uh, before we jump in, I want to just shamelessly plug my merch. We got the new Defro Airsoft patches in. These are $7 US or 1,000 yen uh, Japanese, free shipping worldwide. Get yours today. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's jump in. So round one behind the call sign, let's find out who King Lobo is. So you have a really cool call sign, like King Lobo, like you're the first uh, royalty that I've met on uh, Instagram. Tell me about oh, this call sign, man. <laughs> um. It came up as a joke basically one day because I always was referred as Lobo. And um, when I started at FTA, I know, you know, I'm going through the rules, what we're doing. And the guys just started saying, all right, your highness. Okay, your highness. And then one person said King. And I was like, you know what? I like that. You guys call me King Lobo. And I actually stood for the past like couple years. So it's just everything just stays like that. So that's how the name came from. Dude, I love that. It's really true what they say. Like the coolest people choose their own nicknames. <laughs> yeah. But if it's me, I'm used to it. Even my kids call me King Lobo. They're like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do it. The older ones do it as a joke, but the younger ones is like, because he wants something and he calls himself Prince Lobo. Oh, nice, dude. You, you, you got a family line. <laughs> Yeah, he wants to play airsoft, but he's a little too young. He's eight. I told him, give him two more years. And then, so he, I get jerseys made for him. It says Prince Lobo on there and stuff like that. So, man, that's fantastic. He, in Japan, he has to wait another 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah 18 is the minimum for airsoft in Japan. And man. I don't hate that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I do. Me as a father, I feel like, man, that's restriction on the kids, you know? But then again, as a player, it's cool not to have to worry about little kids. You know, like you could just play. So we, I we do have a middle ground. So I'm not sure if you have these guns in America, but do you have the boys' guns? That sounds very perverted, bro. The boys' guns. Uh, it's a Tokyo. Tokyo Mori's got multiple <laughs> brands, and one of their brands is called the Boys. Um, no, it's just the name sounds really weird. <laughs> it does, right? Everything in Japan is weird, but. <laughs> These guns here shoot uh, 40 MPS uh, at um, with 0.12 gram BBs. That sounds like we don't have like a certain class of guns like that, but we like that reminds me of like the like a Springer's we have here, like one shot, spring it, you push it back. You know, that's like what I got for my eight year old. You know, he just yeah. Um, this would be similar to that, but yeah. these are fully automatic. 
um, AEGs, but they run on four um, AA batteries instead of a uh, uh, like a Lippo or a Neamp. You know what? I did see something like that on Amazon um, last Christmas. I was trying to get something for my son, and I seen a, a HK416 that was run off like AAA batteries, and I'm like, what is this? So yeah, I they're basically boys. Like yeah. And um, some fields, like of like the 80 fields close mm -hmm. to me, I think three of them allow kid matches once a month. And it'll, it's called like a, an Oyoko game, which is like a, a father and son game. And oh, okay. for this game, um, you can bring your kids, but you can only use the boys' guns. Um, and they are just like one third the power of the regular guns. Yeah. And th this is like a rare occurrence. And it's it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's a fun way to play with your kids but there's no like kids leagues or anything like that like it's 18 year olds to 18 years old to play yourself yeah over here because i'm in new york um mm. upstate new york um there's no like no kids league it says but there's a lot of like father and sons like i have a 13 year old he plays sometimes but it was for him is more of a socialized like he likes yeah, to yeah, stay in the back and shoe and like his friends from school come and they're like yeah that's my dad you know yeah he he does all this stuff here so he like kind of like showboats the whole situation more than that. play and then when i try to play against him the rest of my team protects him they're like no no <laughs> yeah. so it's just like i can never get to him so yeah dude that's that's beautiful i like that yeah yeah my my daughter's the same age my daughter's 13 um she always said she's gonna do airsoft but like she loves playing with airsoft guns she's a great shot but she hasn't been to the field yet but uh well, sure. no no i was gonna say i have a 15 year old daughter she's about to be 16 she'll go in the backyard shoot all my guns love it she sees me work on my tms perfect i was like you want to go play no nah, i don't want to get hit and i'm like really she's like yeah no i'm okay and she won't go as far as like playing she would rather not get hit yeah, I'm not sure if my daughter wants to get hit or not, but man, she's a great shot. Like she, she was like out shooting me sometimes. I'm like, damn, <laughs> kids, kids are really good with guns. Like I completely understand the argument for child soldiers. <laughs> uh, it won't happen over here in the U.S., but you know, I think the video games for with the kids, you know, starting off early helps their eye coordination, and oh, I yeah. think that's what really helps with them. Definitely, definitely, and you know, the complete lack of remorse. Pretty much. That's my eight-year-old. <laughs> like, like, so my local field sponsor us, Rochester Airsoft. He told me all the time, the owner, oh, let your son go out there. I was like, yo, I'm not worried about my son getting hit. I'm worried about him saying, I hit you, and they might throw my pistol at him. Like, that's more what I'm worried about. The little yeah, rage. I can like, see that. Parent, parenting's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when all my friends in the team teaches him, like, make sure they call their hit. So that's what he says. He'll throw a BB at you and say, call your hit. And if you don't do it, he gets mad. So I like actually throws like a handful of BBs at people. Oh, if he has, yeah, he would. Or like a single BB. He like he'll so in the field when we're playing, he'll sit down, be on the TV or hanging out with like some of the 15 year olds that play there. And if you're walking by and he knows you, he has a BB in the hand, he'll throw it and be like, call your hit and laugh. Man, he's he sounds pleasant. Oh yeah, he's I, he I'm I wouldn't be surprised if because he knows I'm on a podcast that he wouldn't try to come back here just to show his face and be like Poppy, and then it's like look in the camera, put his face in the camera, and then just walk away. Yeah, like we did that as kids, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You see a news reporter on the street, you just need to photobomb him. 
Yeah, pretty much. I'm glad that's not not like unique to Australia that other people are, st- are just a, as sorry. I'm glad other people are just as obnoxious. Oh yeah, if you ever like I don't know how you know your events out there, but like a Milson event out here, if a team's taking a picture, you see like five other people try to jump into the picture or like walk by and do like a crazy face as it, you know, people taking pictures just to be jokes. And Japan is the opposite. Like if someone's taking a picture, everyone then walks around them from behind. No one will walk <laughs> through other people's pictures like you know, people have manners here. See, and that's the thing. We're Americans. Most of us don't got manners. Like, we just don't care. Yeah, as, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what your TV dramas have taught me, yes. Yeah, pretty much. You know, sometimes they're spot on, but sometimes they're a little over dramatic that, you know, I'm like, where is this? California? Like, what's going on? But uh, <laughs> to each their own, you know? Right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so... People get into airsoft for a variety of reasons. Uh, for me, I got into airsoft because I just really enjoy shooting people. How about you? How did you get I into like, airsoft? I like shooting people in the face. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's yeah. body part specific. Yeah, but it was more like I was always a Call of Duty person. I, and a buddy of mine that is probably watched is Ginger Ninja. We used to start with, from our old airsoft team, Lost Boys. He's a friend for me from childhood. Um, I live two hours away from them now. And for a good year, he'd been trying to get me to play airsoft. Oh, bro, you got to come. And I'm like, oh, maybe it seems fun. Then one time he went to Rochester Airsoft and he's like, oh, we're doing a build day and then we get to play for free. I'm here. And I was like, you know what? I got nothing to do today. Let me go. I went there and met the community. I was like, wow, these people are nice for being in New York. And first gun I ever shot was an AK. Nice. Um, What brand? I have no idea. Probably Simon then. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. A, yeah, and it had like the the realistic shock. Like yeah, every yeah, time yeah. you shoot, it moves. And it was a buddy from him, from uh, Tim, from NCR, um, a team out in Buffalo. And I fell in love with the game. Dark Room. I, I was. I thought I was in Call of Duty playing. And oh, yeah. my wife hates it ever since. She's like, I should have never I let you go that day. And like, it's I've been over ever since. The family has had like no money ever since, right? You started Airsoft family now has no money for vacations pretty much if we go on a vacation she needs to work overtime because yeah. <laughs> airsoft takes the priority yeah you know my tms take the priority i got oh my god my tms are ridiculous money in them so yeah <laughs> it's i love how americans talk about tms uh because to you they're they're fantastic they're these really hard to acquire guns that are so much fun to brag about for, for for us, they're they're just the regular gun. It's just every gun in Japan is TM, and they are so cheap. Like, so that's like us with our Glocks. There's Glocks, yeah. and we're like, ah, uh, the only the only TM gun that I think is the holy grail for me. I don't care what number it is. It's a Glock because we can't get the Glocks over here. I just want uh, any kind of TM Glock. That's man, I, I I have one of the. The hardest to get Glocks. I have the the WE stamped Glock. This oh, wow. is the Glock that destroyed Splat Airsoft because <laughs> they got they got sued apparently for like eight million dollars for selling this Glock. Wow! Because it was it was fully stamped, and um, that was like one of the reasons they went out of business was like the lawsuit with this Glock, uh, which I was reading about. I'm like, wait, I have that Glock. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, that's, you know, so we can get TM51s or 4.3s here all day. 
Oh yeah, yeah. High cappers, of course. They're the metal. Yeah. The Glocks, we can't, and a few a few guys on my team, Ricky, um, he has a TM Glock. He has a couple of them. I don't know how he finds them, but he does. But um, I like high capos because they remind me of civics. Civics, you could find anything to go with it, and you could always make it unique. Honda Civic. Oh, Honda Civic. Ah, oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So, like with a Honda Civic, you know, you go to eBay, you could find millions of stuff for it to make it unique to yourself. Yeah, it's like the old school, like 90s tuna. Like it would show up in. Didn't Hector have one in Fast and the Furious 1? Yep. And they they were all over Fast and Furious. You know, uh, there's a lot of stereotypes over here in the US that Hispanics, because I'm Hispanic, I'm Puerto Rican, that's all we love. And they call it. You're allowed to drive other cars? I thought you were only limited to Civics. Oh, no. We got Civics, Accords. now, because 20 years passed, we could bring over any model from Japan. Like, my dream car is a 1999 Sylvia that once I get... Oh, man, we got Sylvias for days here. Yeah. Like, that my wife. Here, yeah. You can probably get that Sylvia easily for five grand. Yeah. No, in Florida, they have a whole bunch because of the port. It's right yeah. there. And a buddy of mine hits me up all the time. He takes a picture of it. Look at this one. And I'm like... If I didn't buy this, need to buy this new high cap, I would buy it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you get two airsoft guns or a yeah, Sylvia. Pretty much. But uh, my wife, she drives a 2018 Honda Civic Type R. Okay. So, but yeah, so like they say that. So that's why I kind of like the high capers. I can make each one of my high capers is unique to myself. Mm. And I pride myself because I build TMs. I love it. So like I have a Green Ranger pistol. I'm building a, a Miles Morales Spider-Man pistol. Um, I have a 4.3 that I haven't really named yet, but that's my baby. That's my old reliable. My 4.3 is my old reliable. Other ones go down. That one, no matter what I do to it, will still pump out. Man, I've, I love my high cappers too. I've got a, uh, a high capper 4.3 that's been cut down to about a 3. And oh, yeah. It, it is a short boy. It is... Um, got like a detonics or like a, like a nightfire slide on it so it's like the shortest slide that you can get for tokyo marui oh wow it's being fitted onto a high capper so i get the giant amount of bbs but i have the absolutely tiny barrel on it so it's just <laughs> amazing for cqb so i can like put my finger out like this like on the gun and the barrel like comes to here like it is it is short well i bet you guys probably got so many stuff that we don't even even heard of just because like Japan was the mecca of airsoft. Like that's where I believe it originated from because you guys can't hold firearms. Well, it is. So, but, so yeah, um, airsoft is from Japan. Paintball is from America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, airsoft is 100% uh, originated in Japan. So that's what I'm saying. You guys probably have stuff that I have an old high kappa high kappa SV. What's that? that I can, it's like an old one. Is before like. Uh, I think it was partnership with TM at one point before TMs came out with the five ones and the four three. It's considered a high cap. It was really old. My father-in-law gave it to me. I can't even find parts for it. The only thing that would fit from like a standard now, like upgrades is the upper. The mags won't fit. Lower has different stuff. My father-in-law is a um, top 50 U.S. marksman. He uses airsoft as training in the winter to tone his skills so when i started airsoft he gave me that pistol love it shoots dead on i won i won uh pistol competitions of shooting with that gun 
nice the mag leaks now and i can't find a new mag to replace it i tried fixing it relubing it it still leaks yeah it's um difficult to fix gas leaks (laughs) is it leaking from the top or the bottom it has so on the mag it has this little sliding thing on the side Mm -hmm. and it leaks from that o-ring right there and i took it apart relubed it you know try to put it back in and then it will hold gas for a second but once you fire it spills right out ah that's not good that's also very hard to fix bottom gas leaks are much easier to fix than top gas leaks yeah all right well that's that's just a showpiece now yeah i've got i got a few showpieces like man one of my favorite ones at the moment i have a old school super stabilizer um which is a 1911 uh with a ridiculous compensator on it from like 1970 and i <laughs> yeah. i this would be uh probably western arms i guess do you guys have a lot of western arms you know what that sv is a western arms oh okay that that's what it is then yeah. uh, western arms have some crazy old guns and it's the it's fixed slide right <laughs> half their shit is fixed slide yeah yeah oh man yeah. I, I uh so what is it a single stack or a double stack mag? Because I it's might, I stack. might have some. <laughs> it's a double stack mag. Ah, I've only got singles. Like a high capper, but it's not, and it, it, it's infuriating because I was like, I got all these high capper mags, and I can't even use it in that gun. Yeah, no, I I hear that. It's really hard getting that mag compatibility. Yeah. All right. So, first gun uh, for me was my uh, 1911 combat. Uh, sorry, not combat commander, Colt commander, which again oh, was an, an old school uh, WE fixed slide metal pistol, single stack mag running seven or eight BBs. Um, incredibly fun that I got from ten, $10 from a, a secondhand store in Japan, basically the day I landed and my <laughs> whole world changed. But I'm like, wait, you have guns for $10? <laughs> in Australia, like it's all banned. Like we have no guns. We have nothing. Yeah, Idiots ruin things for us. But I know how that is. How about you? Tell me the story of your first gun. All right. So go back to the story about my buddy that brought me out to Rochester Airsoft. So um I got home and I was fixated. I'm like, oh my God, looking stuff up. See, and I'm a, always been a been a fan of HK. Oh, of course. And, and at the time, Call of Duty, of course. Yeah. At the time, I didn't have money for HK. So I went on a whim and I ordered a mystery box from e-bike. And this and is you know, expensive. They are, but this is, you know, Evike has their complaints, and this is before I knew about everything. So I waited like a week, finally get the mystery box. And I'm like, you know, thought uh, being thankful, like thoughtful, like, oh, maybe I, I'm the winner. Maybe I'll get the top one. No, nope. I end up getting the top one. So my first airsoft gun that I basically have was a classic Armory Armory M4. Uh, uh, like a uh, CQB style. Yeah. But the, the thing is, I got it, and I couldn't even use it for about three weeks. Battery? No. So manufacturer, they tightened up the front rail too much that the hop-up was off alignment so that even the mag wouldn't even fit in. The hell? That is terrible for quality control. Yes. So I had to wait three weeks to a buddy of mine, Angel, that was on my former team, the Lost Boys, when they all came up to Rochester Airsoft so he can take a look at it. He fixed it by unloosing it. It probably worked for three games and then it stopped working and he ended up taking it home with him. And I remember not getting that gun for like another two weeks. 
So and that's the story. That's the story of my first. <laughs> uh, my, my friend Gavin's got a horror story. So he just joined my team. He's a young kid from America, member of the Navy. So like a lot of people in my team now, we're taking in a lot of military members because they're useful. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you you can win CQB really easily when you're when you're running with firearms instructors. Like you get shit <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Gavin finally invested and got his four one six C. It just was delivered yesterday, and he's just hitting me up. He's like, "Dude, doesn't work." I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, you haven't put a battery in it." And he's like, "Where do I put the battery?" I'm like, "That's a good question," because the four one C has a um a telescoping stock like an mp5 yeah and the handguard is pretty clean so i'm like it goes in a peck box so you have to run there's actually it's marui it's designed beautifully yeah, yeah. there's a, a picatinny rail that actually slides back in the handguard and yeah. the, ba the battery wire then comes through so it connects perfectly into the peck box but he doesn't have a, a peck box, so <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have put that in the label when they're when right. They're buying. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, different players have different uh, strengths and weaknesses. I'm finding that one of my weaknesses at the moment is I'm just too loud. Uh, I stomp everywhere when I'm doing CQB. I run into things like when I was playing in the woodlands, I was moving the trees too much as I was going through them. Yeah. And I was just stepping on way too many leaves and just giving away my position. So I, I really need to just reduce my visible and audio profile. How about <laughs> you? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Um, so I play two different types of games. I played the competitive and I played Milson. Um, and the competitive side, I think I'm too aggressive sometimes. I get, That's I not a problem. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> sometimes I feel like being too aggressive. I not put myself in a standpoint, but I may leave my my snake player open because I'm moving and not seeing things. I have caught myself a couple of times doing that. So indoor competitive, I think I'm too aggressive. Outdoor, uh, I'm probably blind because there's sometimes I don't see enemies from afar and I'm leading my team and we're like, yeah, that's, they're nothing. Also we get lit up and I'm like, I'm sorry guys. Like they look like a bush. I don't know. Like, it's not, so, you know, I mean, Milson, I don't really take it that much serious like that. Like compared to other people, I'm more laid back, you know, I am getting wolf. that vibe. I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. I'm the wolf. So, I always the leader always stays behind a pack. So most of the times you see me behind the guys just overchecking stuff. But with my eyesight, sometimes I fail them because I'm like, oh, I didn't even see him there. I'm sorry. Like I was on the radio. I didn't notice. So sometimes my awareness, I'll call it my awareness and emotion. Yeah, dude, I, I, I get that. Um, when I play indoor, I'm really good at finding enemies because I know how to use the lights and the shadows. Yeah. And I play the same field so I can predict positions really well, pre-firing, stuff like that. But when you play in the forest, man, I don't know where anyone is. And no one <laughs> plays aggressive in the forest. Everyone plays defensive. Everyone just camps. And yeah. you don't know where anyone is. And as soon as you move, just everyone just open up, opens up and fires on you. And it's, oh, it's infuriating. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. 
outdoor out here, I don't know if how it is to you, but out here you have those guys that are more conservative, but then you have the knuckleheads that you just see them running by and they get hit like 20 times and then they're just like, oh, I'm dead. And That's me. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. But, dude, <laughs> you, you need those players because when everyone's defensive, that game sucks. <laughs> no, it does. I had a lot of battles like that and we end up just flanking them. Like, oh, you want to play defensive? All right. Yo, we're going to take a troop, but we're going all the way around and coming yeah. right behind them. Oh, that's what, we, that's what we'll do. And, man, I, I, it's sometimes fun to do a sacrificial play. So, like, that's what we did last game. So, like, uh, me and Dan were just down to, like, two people, but we had to, like, take the flag. We had, like, there's probably a 20-on-20 20 20 match, but it's probably down to maybe, like, five on five. Yeah. Because we don't play respawns uh, in Japan. Almost all games are non-respawn. And there was these people that had like taken this barricade like 30 meters away from us but we had the flag like in between us and them and there was no way we could get to the flag to win the match but they weren't close enough to the flag to stop us they're like 30 meters from the flag so i'm like we can get this flag we just need a distraction but dan's like <laughs> make a distraction i'm like all right well, i'm in full armor full kit die mask so i don't care if i get hit i just take out two pistols like an idiot and just charge everyone just making so much noise and the entire enemy team sees this idiot running <laughs> through the open at them just dual wielding and i get mag dumped by like five or six people <laughs> and i just get absolutely lit up but while they're doing that, Dan got the flag. We won that game. So that's a good distraction, though. But it's like uh, Bozo the Clown. Like you Basically, like, yeah, it's the Bozo maneuver. Yeah. You should carry a red nose in your pocket. So when you do things like that, you could put it on your die mask and just run. I bet more people probably laugh and probably not shoot you than you getting lit up in Magdo. <laughs> but, man, you, you have to do that when everyone just hides in the bush. The... Oh, yeah. uh, the game's not fun. All right, so people play airsoft for different reasons. Uh, mine is because I like hunting humans. I find humans are the, the ultimate game. How about you? <laughs> it reminds me of this uh, book. Um, that is the I reference, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I play airsoft for uh, like uh, exercise and like uh, a release from the world. Hmm. When you're, you know, even if you're playing competitive or playing a Milson, you're dressing up as a character. Yeah. And I feel when you're surrounded by a bunch of clowns, you're probably like, you, you tend to be yourself a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So, it's the whole idea of, was it the, uh, ah, there's a whole expression about this. The the truth of strangers, the honesty of strangers, the something, something you can be yourself with a stranger. Yeah. I, and it's, it's a, a really good expression for it that I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so I just find that just naturally comfortable. And um, I just enjoy playing it. It's like a escape from reality for a little bit. You know, some people say, oh, escapes, you know, don't help out. But escape where you can... The hell release, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Release your frustration and shoot people in the face and not go to jail. Hmm. And you like all your life worries are escaped for a minute even if it's milson or in competitive but i just do it for like a escape from reality like i'm living in a dc movie you know i'm battling somebody i'm winning something you know 
Well, I honestly think that was like one of the reasons that airsoft was invented is literally for that reason, because like in Japan, like all the guns were taken away from from everyone. And there's like no firearms in Japan. Like, of course, you can get like a shotgun if you're doing like special type of like skeet shooting or something like that. But it's very, very, very hard to get guns in Japan. So I can totally see airsoft being invented as as a way to do that as this beautiful escape from reality because in Japan people work a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. So having yeah. some having something that is so different to society where you can just detach and be in this whole different world, man, it is fantastic. It is very very good for mental health. Well, in Japan, if you guys work so much, of course you want to go shoot your coworker in the faces. You probably can't stand them. So why right? not play airsoft, you know? I'm I'm all for that. Like uh, all <laughs> members in my team are from my company. Oh wow! <laughs> so is it a, that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it like oh I, these are the people I like from my company, or is it <laughs> like I just want to shoot you when your back turned around and not get in trouble? Like one of those things, you know? These are all people that like they ask me like you know what, what's your hobby? I'm like well you know I like hunting people. They're like can can I come? <laughs> yeah yeah you can come. But then now we've got like people at work, they can invite other people from work. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna invite my manager. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be a good target. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a guy on my team, um, Jose. Um, we call him Mastermind. And I love playing either with him or against him because no matter where he is, if I see him, I'll shoot him. Yeah. And he knows it's me. He'd be like, Lobo. And I'm like, what? I didn't shoot you. And then when he turns around, blah, 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 he'd be like, all right. And it's just the funniest thing in the world. You, you need stuff like that. The banter is important. Oh, yeah. Keep him on his toes. I tell him that. I just want to make sure you know how it feels. Right? Yeah. All right. So let's move into round two now. And for round two, I'd like to talk about some of your preferences for Airsoft, looking at a t- favorite attachment, favorite Airsoft brand, favorite game type, favorite after Airsoft beverage. Uh, let's limit our answers to 90 seconds so that we can use this on an Instagram reel. And because it's Instagram, let's be energetic, let's be opinionated, uh, let's let's be you know American. Uh, oh, American. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. you. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you just channel that inner inner American. Uh, I'll channel my inner New York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? All right. Go ahead. All right, man. What's your favorite attachment? Airsoft brand, game type, and after airsoft beverage. Uh, favorite airsoft attachments is a high kappa HPA adapter. If you don't like it, I don't care. Uh, airsoft brand KWA. If uh, that's too like flashy for you guys, I don't care. Uh, game type competitive. Ain't nothing better than dominating on the field and winning an objective and calling yourself the best. Airsoft beverage, a beer. You know, what I mean, after a long game of playing, I just want to drink a beer and just tell how much, how many times I shot people in the face. Pretty much. And I, I respect that. I, I'm exactly the same. I, I would like to have uh, seven beers and then tell people how how many times I shot them and keep telling yeah. them the, that same story so they can. Oh, yeah. It's like on repeat, like the old VH, uh, like cassette tapes, you know, when they got to rewind. Like, I shot you Remix. three times, you know. Yeah, you can't let them forget it. They have to remember every time you shot them. Even when they go to sleep, they got to remember it. They got to dream about that gun barrel standing right in front of their face. Yeah, when you just put it in their mouth. Yeah, like, nah, let's put it in their mouth. 
All right, let's uh, move on to round three now, keeping it local, where we want to learn a little bit more about the airsoft scene. So we've already had some people on the show that are from America, but of course, airsoft is different state to state and even city to city. So you yeah, said yeah. that you play in New York, right? Yeah. Cool. So let's focus this on the New York airsoft scene. So first, just tell me a little bit about money. Like people spend a different amount of air on airsoft in different places. So like for me, like I can buy almost any Tokyo Marui gun for a hundred dollars here, but in America, they're much more expensive. Um, yeah, yeah. Games for me, I, I spend about, if I do indoor, it's about 50 American dollars. If I do outdoor, it's about 20 American dollars. How about you? What's the uh, the price like for playing airsoft in New York? Um. Toki Marui's five uh, gold matches are running around 200 bucks US dollars. And um, I think the five one blacks, we call them, like the basic ones, nine, um, they're about $164 US. And that's probably around the same price as four threes, TMs. Um, in New York, our outdoor field, I think the most expensive one you could play for about six hours is River City Airsoft for $30 to play all day. Compared to, we have, in my area of New York, there's two indoor fields, Rochester Airsoft and Buffalo Battlegrounds. I prefer Rochester Airsoft because not only does he sponsor me, and that is my boy, but for any person to coming in, you pay $20, you can play all day. He's open from 12 lunchtime to about 8 o'clock at night. You can come and leave nice. as long as you played. Nice. But then Buffalo Battlegrounds, they do two-hour sessions. For every two-hour sessions, you got to pay $20. Yeah, so, that, that's kind of like our place, Brave Point. We have to pay by the hour. Yeah. But, you know, if you go further down New York, you know, uh, Full Auto Arena, I believe, is around the same price. They do sessions. So it's like $20 or $30 a session for two hours. Um, that's a outdoor, lot. Yeah, that's that's what – after COVID, I felt a lot of fields starting doing that. They're doing sessions for two hours, and it's either between $20 and $30 in a session. And I'm like, that's really expensive. Like, you know, go to Rochester Airsoft. You pay $20, you play all damn day. Like, hmm. so, you know, our uh, our Milson events, depending on who's the promoter, you know, Otherworld Milson is a great friend of mine. He promotes a lot in Pennsylvania. This kind of borders New York. Um, his games are like 50, 60 bucks and they're a whole weekend. Um, you I've play seen some Milson uh, prices, like some are $200, $300. Like the prices really go up there for Milsims. Well, it all depends on where you go. You know, I played in Fantasy Island in an amusement park, and that was for Lion Claw, and I think I paid 175 If you go further down United States to, like, the warmer areas where they got the prisons and malls, you're paying close to, like, 200 to almost $300, depending on the event. Like, where is it located? But I, so I want to do that. that. That sounds fun. I want to play airsoft in a prison. Yeah, well, right now, this weekend, they're doing one in Pennsylvania. Four of my guys from FTA are going. Um, I think that event probably cost. It seems like we're having a little audio issue. Can you hear me now? Yep, I, I can hear you. It seems like it was my fault. I just got a warning saying my internet connection is unstable. So that oh, okay. seems like that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, uh, in Pennsylvania, borders New York and Pennsylvania, four of my guys are going. I think their price for the Milson ticket was uh, like around 180 I think it was. But they're playing a whole weekend. Um, it didn't intrigue me because it's cold. 
Mm. And I couldn't be, imagine playing in an area like that in the cold because in the East Coast, when it's cold, BBs hurt. Like, they hurt. Interesting. Does it hurt more in the cold? Uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> in the rib area and the thighs when it's cold, oh, it stings. It feels like uh, like you could feel it in your bones. Like, you know. So I'm not a big cold player airsoft. Like, you know, if there's a, a like a, a event that I can't miss and it's in the cold, I'll go. But I'm going to hate every hit I get. Is this like a, a Puerto Rican thing? Like the, the hot blood? It probably is. You know what I mean? We're warm blooded, bro. Like, you know, we like, I'm surprised. I get mad at my family all the time. Like, why you guys came to New York? We could have like migrated down south to Florida. Like, you know, I could It really been, like, seems like you're in the wrong state. I, it, it really does. You know, I tell my wife all the time. I'm like, I'm ready to leave because I'm an electrician by trade. So, so you can work, you can work anywhere and they sometimes oh, yeah. have electricity working in Florida. Oh yeah. Well, all the hurricanes, you know, I probably gonna make so much money down there, but I have to work outside sometimes. And man, I look, you ever watch the Christmas story with a young brother that he can't even like fold his arms. Yeah. That's sometimes I look like when I go outside to work out cold, my wife makes fun of me. I'm like, you ain't working the cold. Like Dude, I, 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 all I got to do is I, I, I completely understand. My my girlfriend is from South Africa, so <laughs> he doesn't like the cold either. I, yeah. I'm I'm Australian, so I'm indifferent to temperature. Everything is is fine. <laughs> I mean, when you when you're in Australia and you got like spiders, little spiders that could kill you when you're taking a shit, you know. Like, I mean, ah, the red back. For, yeah, you could build for anything. Take that spider. <laughs> The, the trap door and the funnel web, that's the spider that I really hate, though. Because oh, yeah. you, you never see the redback. The redback always bites you and runs away, but then you die. But for the <laughs> funnel, funnel web and the trap door, man, those spiders are terrifying. Yeah. So, so like, the funnel web, like, the male is, like, this big. Oh, but, like, that. the female <laughs> is, like, this big. It's no. monstrous. No, no. See, that's why no. I go to South Carolina to visit my sister and I see the spiders there and I'm like, nah, like you guys got to kill it. Nah, we named that Charlotte's Web. Well, Charlotte got to go. Like in New York, like the spiders out here are pretty big, but they're they're New York. They're like, you don't mess with me. I don't mess with you. They've so got like a little Boston there. accent and stuff. Yeah, they're like, you know, will you stay there? I'll stay here. We cool. I eat, you eat over there. That's how, I mean, it's fine like that. Man. They don't bother me. I don't bother them. This here is my history with spiders. As an Australian, I have a pool because we all have pools. Australians yeah. come standard with pools. Oh, built in. Now, before you use the pool for the day, what do you need to do before you jump in the pool? Yeah, look in it, make sure there are no alligators or something. <laughs> nope. You need to get the pool scoop and you need to scoop the pool for fucking spiders. Oh, my God. Because there'll be three or four giant fucking funnel webs in the pool because they see the water and they just drown but sometimes they're not dead yet so you have to scoop out these giant fucking spiders from your pool and you got this big pool net you don't want to touch the net so you're like holding the handle and then trying to like empty the (laughs) wiggle it (laughs) into the neighbor's yard because you don't want these spiders in your yard at the same time you're like ooh, basically yeah you don't want to be anywhere near them so you're holding the pole like all the way at the end (laughs) <laughs> that was my childhood man Spiders. oh my god well you know i mean i'm not ashamed to say this my childhood i lived in brooklyn new york down and i grew up with roaches 
So, you know, you want the New York roaches, when you turn the lights on, they don't scatter. They just look you at the you. the flying roaches? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they fly here too. Yeah. All right, let's change the topic. This is getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can skip this one. You've already talked about the airsoft fields in New York and gave yeah. a good answer for this. So I think we're good. All right, tell me more about like the airsoft games that you like to join. Like in Japan, typically uh, we do public games and the public games will be lots of no respawns. Almost all our games are non-respawn. Uh, we do lots of short games that are around 10 minutes. Uh, and generally our games will be capture the flag or team deathmatch. And there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of defensive players it seems to be about 90% yeah. of people will be defensive and 10% will be aggressive. And that seems to be yeah. how our style works. Um, we don't really have Milsim in Japan. Uh, we have some Speedsoft, but generally it's just CQB, urban or forest, traditional airsoft. Okay. Yeah, well, out here in New York, in my area, I can't, you know, I, I have played all over mostly. Um, it's mostly like team deathmatch. I think that's everybody's like bread and butter. They just want to go out there and shoot people. We do have response. You know, there are certain modes that certain places do. They're like, all right, for this game, there's no response. Especially they do that when they have an overcapacity of players playing for that day. Okay. Like no response, you know, just to get the games going. Yeah. Um, there's a like a capture the flag is always a good one. I know they do a lot of that at the outdoor uh, River City. Um, there's a like gold heist where they try to do like money. Um, you know, Rochester Airsoft did it with like uh, filling up water jugs, and you got to get those jugs to a certain area. You know, we play a lot of hard point. That's like me and my guys' favorite time playing hard point. You know, or um. Is hardpoint yeah, a, a game mode or a field? Game mode. Okay, I so don't you know. Hold game down. Mode. Can you tell us yeah, about you it? Hold, you got to hold down an area for a certain amount of seconds. And if you lose that area, you lose the point. So basically, it's at the end of the, um, like the minutes or the match, whoever's holding that point at the end wins. Oh, nice. Yeah, we play that, but we call it something else. Yeah. You know, I done, like I have promoted my own, I hosted events and I done stuff with timers. You never play chess, where you got the time on one side, I use those. Put them in three different areas, and the, the team will have like a color on them, and they got to click on their side. And whoever oh, at the end of the cool. day- that's cool, I like that. So you'll get you'll get the time of who's been yep. uh, dominating the area longer. Yep. So at the end of the, say at the end of the, um, the game, the, the game day, whoever got the most points wins. Whoever hold it the longest, you should say. Dude, I, I like that. Um, I'm going to try to get some chess timers and use that for some games because the way we play it is with a, a water bottle and the yeah. water bottle will have two colors on it. The bottom will be red and like the top will be black or whatever. Yeah. And then you just have to flip the bottle and whatever color is facing up is whoever has control. But yeah. it normally just comes down to the last second. You kind of just like dive in there and just try to like <laughs> knock the water bottle. But yeah, we, that cumulative score is a lot more interesting. So yeah, I like that. You know, I added a couple things to it, but Amazon is, I don't know if you guys got Amazon in Japan, but that's where I got them. They were like 20 bucks. I bought three of them, used them. Um, I actually still have them. 
Um, but, you know, most of the game play out here for open play is those games. But then we do got a competitive play around the East Coast, where it's more like the paintball, speedball, you know, you know, speed QB, CSL, we call, you know, there's another league. You got and the now, speed boys. Got, yeah, you know, now we got the NSL from What's Europe. What's that? So NSL is a spinoff from speed QB style and C okay. CSL. So, but they, they have totally different rules. But the only thing is they're more unified and connected. They have ranking systems, points accumulations, and they're all over Europe. Really? So you look cool. on their yeah, you look on their their website and they will show you ranking from teams from Spain, France, Netherlands, everywhere. Now they're finally coming to the US. So now we speed competitive teams have the um, I'm not sure if they're gonna keep it global or America and Europe, but now we have a way to find out who's the best teams in the U S competitive wise, because everything's ranking. Every time you play your score or your games are, are calculated. And at the end, you, you see either first place, 50th, last place. So I like that. It's like Call of Duty. You got that global yep. leaderboard. That's dope. Yeah. So we're I'm trying to get the squad to get there. We're trying to go up to shot zone in Indiana in uh, January for the first one, the opening season at NSL in the United States. That's cool. I'll uh, look into that, see if they have it in Japan, because I do like being on leaderboards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Japan is really heavy with the speed QB, like Fox, you know, Black Fox out there. And, um, oh, you know, Black you Fox, know. dude, I, I was running Black Fox yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I never met him personally. I just know who he is. Oh, ah, OK. So Paul, Black yeah. Fox is the field. Paul's the owner. But yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Paul wasn't there yesterday. It was uh, Sato and Con were there yesterday. It's like three or four people that run it, but it was good. It was a public holiday. So we did a, right. a six on six match, but it, it was great because um, I haven't played Black Fox in a while, but they haven't mm -hmm. changed the layout. They're still using the old layout. So I already knew all the patterns and man, it was, yeah. it was dope. I, I love playing Black Fox because it's one of the only fields that we can run in indoors. And oh, yeah. a lot of our fields don't allow running. Yeah, so it's very we do very tactical CQB, but at Black Fox you just run around like a maniac. And it seems like a lot of your players in Japan would get lost in the states over here. What all do you we mean? Do is we just run and gun. You guys can't run. You guys speed walk like your old ladies walking with like. Oh, not even speed walk. We're not allowed to do that either. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's war. It's regular walking speed. Otherwise, you get roused at by the ref. Oh my god, I would I would die. It's a very difficult style to play because you have to be super technical. You have to get me do really good room clearing. You need to pie really well. Uh, you have to be able to shoot like one shot, one kill. Like you're not spraying people. You see someone, you get him first shot. And it's a very different way uh, to play. Wow. That sounds boring. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, uh, I don't love it. Uh, that's why I like uh, playing uh, full auto CQB and like running CQB because I love using suppression techniques. I love using a rushdown and intimidation because yeah. I can, so I will. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, not, it's nothing like the feeling running up on somebody from behind and they don't know you there. And you get the thought to either shoot them in the head or be nice and say surrender, or just put the gun in their back so they could be like, oh, fuck. 
In like Japan, that. surrender's illegal. Oh, really? Yeah, every field. There's no bang, bang. There's no freeze. There's no surrender. You have to shoot someone to get them out. Like people can self-terminate. They, they can just call hit for no reason. Okay. But you have to kill people. It's It's in the game. I like that there are certain fields out here that we can't do that. Like Buffalo yeah, Battlegrounds. I've, I've seen that on YouTube. It's, oh, it's cringe. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, I don't like to be a dick, but, you know, if you're a, like a homie and I'm coming up from behind you, I'm shooting you in the head. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just like, you let me creep up behind you, I'm going to shoot you in the head. I'm going to ring yeah. that bell. Like, you're wearing a yeah. helmet. I'm ringing that bell. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I'm like, you know, it's like a boxer. You know, if your head's open, I'm going to hit it. I mean, that's what he's going to do. Also, like, I, I feel disrespect if someone doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like you caught me lacking. Yeah. You, I, it, it is what it is. Like, you know, we I signed a waiver. I'm going to get hit. You hit me in the head. All right, that's fine. I'm going to come after you. Now I'm coming for you next. So. Yeah. And you get that you get that beautiful equality. I remember yeah. I had um, a situation like this when I was playing indoors and this Japanese player on the other team ran past me and then stopped like right in front of the door and i was like oh man i'm sorry i just pulled out my pistol <laughs> right to the back of the head like a millimeter away from the back of the head shooting co2 and it was oh. like the biggest bang and he's like Wah! and then he like like limped off the field but then like as soon as i saw him um during the break he comes up he's like man that was amazing like good shot you got me right in the back of the head that's the best <laughs> story and now he has like a great story to like to tell his friends but yeah you know do cool shit and it's fun yeah, yeah. yeah you know i mean you got some of the cry babies like oh my god you didn't have to hit me like that like you came to play airsoft bro i don't know what to tell you like my, my whole thing is i'll i'll play the rules and at most of our fields we have uh our, our fields that are more geared for beginners have a three tap rule, which means that you can only shoot someone uh, three times max um, okay. in a burst. So um, normally you'll shoot someone once, but because when people play indoors, they sometimes don't call their hits because of different reasons. So yeah. uh, I'll always give everyone a triple tap. And now like I've, I've basically trained. So as soon as I see someone, it's always three in a break. And okay. then after that, they get another three. But when you triple tap people, like, yep, 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 you got me. Because maybe the first one hits the plate carrier, but then you get like yeah. two in the neck. And like, no, no, it's, it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> when you just get one BB and it like skims the top of your plate or something like that, people are on the fence. But when they get yeah. three, nah, that, they, they know they're done. Yeah. But Black Fox doesn't have that rule. Like Black Fox, you can just open up. <laughs> and I was running and like doing a suppression dash like yesterday and I fired my three shots and I'm like, wait, I can just keep fucking firing. So I was like, it's unloaded <laughs> a whole magazine and just like trapped the enemy team in their base, reloaded yeah. on the fly and then like slid in there and just everyone got like 10 rounds each. And I was like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Exactly, but I have exactly. to unlearn this technique because I can't use it anywhere else. <laughs> so it makes you got to go there more often basically yeah you you really have to train for the the wimpy cqb version the tactical version or like the full out style because the skills are not that transferable no and, and that's like what i'm going through now it's just like i don't play in every field anymore mm -hmm. it's just because like 
I can't do most stuff there. It's like I can't play my way of playing and have fun. Right. That's what you need. You need to play your way. Yeah. Like if I got if I have an engagement distance, it's like I got to be really bored and want to go. Like I don't want an engagement distance. I want to play engagement distance. We don't have that in balance. Zero engagement distance. Yeah. I want to play upfront rushing. You know, you get me or I get you. That's how I like to play. Normally you get each other. It's always a trade. I'll take the trade too of the person. Like if I even hit them first and they shot too, but they got a clean hit, I'll be like, "Yo, I'll take the trade with you." That was a good, you know, good rounds right there. I, yeah. I'll, Japan I'll has like a, a one second rule on trades. So if I shoot you and then you shoot me back, we're both out. <laughs> yeah. That's well. That's a good way to keep like the peace. You know. It works. All right. Let's uh, let's keep going. Any common restrictions in America that I don't know about? Or in New York? Mm, well, New York's coming up with this funny rule that now supposedly it's like, I don't know. I don't know how well it's true, but your gun's got to be colorful now. I don't know. Oh, it's like in Portugal, how half of it has to be yellow? Yeah, something ridiculous like that. But then they're saying that airsoft funds it falls under the air gun rule, and that's not that. At the end of the day, it's like, I don't buy any of my guns here in New York. I order them online or from yeah. a friend. And I change my guns up anyway, so I don't care if they're colorful or not. But after it comes to me, it's going to be different anyway. So, yeah, everything's customizable. So, yeah, you know, besides you know that FPS limits probably from Japan in here is probably much different. But I can't really think of anything else. Yeah, that's cool. That was a good point. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. All right. So for next part here, let's grab some content for Instagram. Uh, they've got six questions. Uh, each question, let's limit our answers to ninety seconds. Uh, this is how you play uh, camping versus attacking respawn team indoor outdoor high caps low caps and power source uh, please tell me your preference on which one is better than the other uh, try to make your answer interesting try to be energetic try to be opinionated and uh, let's make some cool reels for instagram okay all right so number one how do you feel about camping versus attacking I think camping, you're a punk, and attacking is the best way. And if you're camping, that means you're scared to get hit. And you shouldn't be playing on the field. Preach. That's what we're... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Respawn versus non-respawn. Um, I really don't prefer either way. Um, respawn, you know, for open play. But I really, I'm really kind of torn between the two because, you know, if I die, I want to come back too and come get the person I get. But then again, I like the flow of the games to keep it moving. So kind of on the fence in this one. I can't really pick either one. I'm in the middle. All right. Solo play versus team play. Um, Being a captain of a team, I got to say, you know, team play because I like playing with my dudes. And it's nothing better than all of us ganging up playing five against 50 because they can't beat us. So, And if you think you could beat us, come try us. Man, I like that. I, I was... Oh, I've got some great gameplay where it's just like my team versus the world. And yeah. man, it's so much fun. Oh, it is. Indoor versus outdoor. Indoor. I could slide, I could run, I could shoot you from the face in the back and clean hits. Outdoors, I got to run on rocks, slide, almost trip an ankle, and then find somebody hiding in a bush because you get scared to get shot. Now, nah, indoor all day. Man, you just described my last uh, experience playing Woodland. <laughs> just <laughs> tripping on shit. <Yeah. laughs> 
you when you play indoor, you just don't need to worry about tripping on shit. But there were rocks and logs and shit everywhere. There was actually yeah. a mole hole, like <laughs> a, a hole that had been dug by a mole. No, see, and, and my foot went down it. Like no. the shit you deal with playing outdoors. No, and I'm from New York. You know, what I mean, I don't got that much outdoor, but I don't like insects. I don't like critters. Why I'm gonna go out and potentially get a tick? Or see something that I'm gonna scream like a little girl, embarrass myself. I'm supposed to be manly on the field. I'm not doing that. Like, man, um, that's exactly what happened to me like last year. <laughs> so I wanted to like change up my play style. I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna stop playing assault. I'll try a different class. So I tried sniper and I crafted my own ghillie suit, spent like three months making my own ghillie suit, and it is beautiful. And I can just like vanish into the brush. <laughs> but do you know what is yeah. when you're using a ghillie suit? You don't use it lying down on the grass. You use it in the brush. And you know what's in the brush? Fucking bugs, spiders, critters, all shit I hate. And as soon as I was like lying down in the brush, and then like a spider's walking over my garden, I can feel (laughs) something touch my leg. Oh man, it sucks. No. No, then you end up slapping yourself and making a noise and giving your position out. So no, uh, my ghillie was used once and now it's just packed up nicely and yeah. i might run like a cobra like hood or something <laughs> like that but no nah, yeah. I, I i'm no sniper no high caps versus low caps low caps high caps you know like if you, if you want to sound like uh santa claus running around and jingling in your pocket giving you position up or got to wind and uh mid caps more realism it's kind of like call of duty once it's out get to throw it pop another one in Mid caps all day or low caps, what you guys call them. Oh no, uh, mid caps and low caps, we, we we have them both. Normally it's 300 plus is high cap, mid cap is like 60 to the 240, and low cap, yeah. low caps are basically real count. Okay. Well, uh, real count sound. Real count yeah. better than high caps. Man, I love using uh low caps at the moment simply because reloading during a gunfight is the best. <laughs> it looks so good in a video so like yeah. yesterday i was able to pull off a, a reload during a dash where i was like dashing into the enemy base i ran out so I quickly like tossed it put the new one in and kept going and when you can reload while you're shooting someone and then shoot them with the new mag man it's such a flex i love it oh yeah feel feel like ghost got nothing on me i'm the real exactly. duty. yeah Last one, power source. How do you power your gun? HPA. Better accuracy, better efficiency, better rate of fire. Don't have to worry about my, if my battery died or, you know, the gas is like, you know, how many shots I got in before the gas ran. HPA is more consistent for me. I can see that. HPA does seem to be amazing for the consistency. Yep. All right, nice. Let's move into round five, living the dream. I'd like to find out what you would do if you had all the money. So unlimited money, what gun are you going to get? Unlimited money, what gun I would get? Hmm. It's a tough one. I never really think about that. Uh, I probably, because I sold it a long time ago. If I had it my way, I would get the HK416 uh, gas version and fully deck it out. The VFC model? The VFC, but the the gas version, the yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. 
And the reason why I say if I have all the money, because those prices of those mags are ridiculous. Mm. So, you know, that's probably one gun that if I had enough money to get, I would definitely get that one. Yeah, we had um, uh, Mark. Do you know uh, the real Mark West from Red Wolf? I know Red Wolf, but I don't know Mark West. Okay, he was like the host of like uh, Red Wolf TV. Now he's mm-hmm. like the um, the spokesperson for Lalax. Okay. And uh, he was on the show uh, last week. Really cool guy. And he was saying the same thing. So like the, the 416 um, mm-hmm. GBB by VFC is an absolute beast. And yeah. it's got like, uh, I think they're on the Gen 3 version now. And the Gen 3 is just beautiful. And he was saying how he put like two grand into his Gen 1 and upgraded like every single part. But yeah. now like the Gen 3 out of the box was shooting better than he's upgraded Gen 1. <laughs> so it seems like they've put a lot of work into that and the current version of that vfc 416 gbb is just beautiful so if you if you can get one i don't think you'll be disappointed oh no that's my dream gun because i love hk 416s but i never owned the, the the gas version and that's the one i really want yeah, a lot of people on my team have 416s we got 416 c's 416 d's um those are the two most common models you see but no one's uh, no one's got a gas version of one. Yeah, we've got gas versions of everything else. Like uh, one of my teammates just bought the gas version of uh, the Type eighty nine, which is the uh, the Japanese assault rifle. Oh, okay. Yeah, and no, um, it's heavy. It's very heavy. Well, that's one reason I had the HK four seventeen. I had a DMR fully done. I got rid of it because it was too heavy. I couldn't like really run around, no. take the tripod out, try to kick it out so I could set it down and try to hit somebody. Yeah, the 470's got that big, big mag too. It's it's a fat boy. Yeah, yeah the SR what, SR15? No, SR45, something like that they call it, the mag. Yeah. But beautiful gun. Yeah. All right, next one. We've got different airsoft events. Like You've got the cool speed QB. Uh, competitions you've got like thematic airsoft where you see like um airsoft alphonse shooting people from a helicopter or you got like jet desert fox like rescuing hostages from an airplane in the middle of the desert what would your ideal airsoft event be honestly i would love to play in a video that i seen that uh I think Lion Claws did with the SYG guys out in California. Mm-hmm. And the oh, I know SYG. That's um, Demo's crew, right? Yes. They did a game, a Lion's Claw game, out in California, I believe, in abandoned airplanes. And what they did Oh, was like in a boneyard. To... Nice. Yes. They had to rescue the hostages that was, you know, like terrorists in there. When I seen that video, that's a game I would love to play. And that field, that area, playing in abandoned airplanes, making you feel like you're... Um, There's a Call of Duty fight. mission for that. That was like yes. the best, that was like the best yeah. mission. You have to fight two jugs at the end or something. Like you're Samuel L. Jackson, the snakes on the plane. Like you got to defend the plane before, you know, you got to get the guys out. And it's like, they had ones that they get in an airplane and it was a guy they had to get and he had intel, but if he didn't give it up, you got to try to get out of it. And I remember one of the guys from SYG just shot him and killed him. They were like, we didn't get the intel. Oh, well, he wasn't talking anyway. So it was just like so funny. And I think with my guys doing something like that, it would probably be so hilarious to watch them. Man, I would love to join someone like that. We don't have these events in Japan. Like we we don't really have Milsim. It's not really part of the culture here. 
So I, I yeah, would yeah. love to do some of this stuff. And I'm actually thinking like, you know, cause I'm a giant child, like for yeah. my, uh, my birthday party next year, it's like, I'm just going to go to America for my birthday and just do a Milsim with my friends. Like, yeah. Why not? You, let us, you let you ever come to the States, you let me know. Man, I'll, I'll do that. Like me, you, Sicario, Reaper, yeah. we can all hook up because we're in the, in the local area and, you know, kick ass yeah, and take yeah. names. Yeah, pretty much all day. All right. Next one, Dream Team. Uh, you have six spots uh, to fill. You can have anyone living, uh, dead, uh, real or make-believe who you're squatting up with. Uh, would this question be for indoor or outdoor? You can choose. It's uh, It's your dream my dream well let's uh, let's put it in the indoor if it was my my team that i would get to pick from players that i have watched it would be myself it would be demo from syg it would be figgy from lta it would be i gotta go with my boy cbk from uh true all-stars and i gotta take i'll take sicario or manic airsoft manic yes yeah all right man that is a pretty solid team uh i would not want to play against you guys yeah round six let's go into sell me your gun you have some dope guns in your possession do you have one on you uh what do you want to see hey it's it's the limelights on you my friend well this is my tm i don't know if you can see it really well Oh, very nice. Greener. It seems like a, a gold match that's been customized. Yep. Custom painted limb cat frame um, from Rogue Custom. Stipple of it myself. AM um, frame. It doesn't have my slide catch on it, so I can't rack it like the way I want to. But that's my main. This is my baby. All right. Well, let's do a role play now. I'm going to be a customer <laughs> that's, look, that's looking for a new gun. And I would like you to be the world's best salesman and to sell me that gun. Uh, I'll give you 90 seconds for this. And let's uh, use this as an Instagram reel as well. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Sure. Why not? All right. Excuse me. I'm looking to get a new airsoft gun, but I don't really know what to get. Do you have any recommendations? Oh, we had a few. First question is like, do you like to run up on people or like to shoot from afar? I want to run up on people. I want to put it in their mouth. You want to put it in their mouth? So I think the mouth. a pistol is the best way to get, best way to get something in somebody's mouth. You know, all right. I'm all this. Yeah, running up. Uh, I suggest, you know, the TM gold match uh high capital, just because you can make it unique to your stop. Um, it runs on gas mass or HPA adapter, whatever, which way you want to go with. I know people in Japan don't really think highly of TMs because they can get them any day. But, you know, over here in the U.S., we we treasure them just because we can modernize them. And you can, depending on your play style, you can change them up either way. You want to make it fast. You want to make it distance. You want to make sure that when you put it in their mouth, they feel the BB coming on the end. That's what you got to do. Nice, nice. That's that's what I would like. All right. Yeah. I'll take one. Okay, cool. All day. <laughs> nice, man. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Let's move into round seven now. This is the backstory. I've gone to your Instagram and selected uh, three photos that I found interesting. I'd like you to tell me more about these photos and give me some details. Uh, essentially, give me the backstory. All right. Who is this handsome man? 
Oh man, that I don't know, man, but he's really lucky to be up there looking stylish. Um no. That's uh actually the last game I played for uh Otherworld Milson Downfall Four. I was one of the uh green COs, commanders. So we were on stage and they, they were about to announce that we whooped their ass. And a buddy of mine was like, yo, smile for the picture. And I was like, yeah, we just whooped their ass. So that was basically what it was. <laughs> nice. I uh I like the smugness of, of the photo. Yeah. Looks it was like I I told you so. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it I can those. see like the whole like I told you so without you even yeah. saying anything. So yeah. nice. You, you need to flex. Yeah. All right. Here is you and a roller coaster. Yes. That was last September at amusement park for Lion Claw. Um by Niagara Falls in New York. Um well, going to Niagara Falls has always been an amusement park that every time me and the wife goes there with the kids, I'm like, I would love to play airsoft there. So it happened, it happens. The funny story about this, I literally got COVID three weeks before this event was even going on. And I made sure I hydrated, I slept to make sure I can get to this event. I was uh, one of the green platoon leaders. So there was two platoon leaders, control like seven teams. So I felt it more of an obligation to make sure I was there because I already committed to that. But then again, it was amusement park. You know, how many people that play airsoft can say they played in an amusement park? I haven't played in an amusement park. Yeah. And it was probably one of the best moments I ever played in airsoft, taking pictures by the we this day was Sunday. We beat Tan so bad they gave up. So what we did for three hours was a photo op. We went around <laughs> and started taking pictures. Because Tan team, they coming from down south thinking they were going to be. It was basically the Tan was all these military guys. And the green team was all locals, speed softers, guys that have no military background. And we demolished them. They're out there with their Speed, speed QB has a really, real strong advantage when you're playing urban. Because the yeah. stuff that you, you can do is you can't do with real steel. Yeah, we were playing night. We played in the night there, too. They were there with their nods. Man, I had my tracer and my SSG, and I'm like, I'm going to fuck them up. They want to wear these nods? That's fine with me. They were getting mad because my green tracers were messing up their night vision. I'm like, I don't care. I hit you. Get out. I've <laughs> never heard of people having problems with tracers and night vision. Like, Is that a thing? I, I guess so. That was the first time I ever heard it, but I guess I must have been shooting them too fast for them to be like, oh, what's going on? It was like right. Be, it was at nighttime right behind that roller coaster. And my what, SSG. Um, what RPS were you using? Uh, I was at um, 384. I'm oh, no, no. Um, rounds per second, not FPS. Uh, we got to keep I keep it under uh, 30. Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. And it's just a speed trigger just with my finger. You know, just going off. And um, I was messing around because my SSG at the time when I had it was like this big. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to get that far. I'm just shooting in the dark at first just for laser tag. Like, oh, look at the lights. And then I started seeing the little red lights that are moving. I'm like, oh, they're there. And we just started running and just shooting. And after we got them, they complained. Oh, man, those tracers were messing. We, I'm like, you're just looking for an excuse, bro. Just walk back to respawn. Let's go. Get out of here. Yeah, I know like tracers don't even work over like 30 RPS. Like a lot of the Ace Tech ones, especially like the ones that, you know, I have, I think they're limited to like 33 or 38 like uh, RPS. 
And I yeah. don't really know any tracers that are doing over 40 F, uh, RPS at the moment. No, but you know, I mean, I, my SSG was also HPA. Ah, okay. So, so yeah, you could just move that speed up. Yeah. Last one. Uh, who is this happy group? Uh, that was this last uh, April in Virginia in the opening day for the CSL uh, tournament. I like this picture so much because this was the first time the guys, some of the guys ever played competition, but it was the first time that my team FTA ever attended a CSL event tournament. And I was very proud of them. We did very well. And we're right now going over, I think the first game and we're happy because we won the first game, you know, what we did wrong, what we did, everybody's morale was up. It was a great time. The community out there is great. There's some of the closest friends I have. I made this past year is from CSL. Oh, dude, I'm the same. So every time after a game, we always do a debrief and we discussed what worked, what didn't work, how we can adjust strategies for next time. And man, you get better. Yeah. You know, like of course, on, beer. This... Beer is important too. Like beer. Oh, yeah, of course. Engages but, the creative process. Well, let me just shout them out. That's Ducky going from right to left. Ducky, Trapper, Ricky, me. I am Dylan from Nebula. Uh, Mikey QB and Chewy. Those are all the guys on the team. And I am Dylan's from Nebula. He's from a lot of team, but he's a good friend of mine. Dude, looks like you've got a really good team. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's, I think, nine of us. And that was just only five of us there. And then, oh, if you look up in the rafters, if you see this little Puerto Rican up there looking at his phone, look like Mr. GQ, that's, that's Mr. Deadpool. He came as a spectator. He's on my team. He, uh, he came for like a video shoot and um, he's in the military and he was out stationed for some type of training in Virginia when we were there. And he's like, just showed up just to watch us. So no, it was it's, cool nice, it's nice when you get supporters. Yeah. So he was up there taking pictures, watching the gameplay, wishing that he brought his gear, but he couldn't because in the military, he couldn't bring his airsoft on the military plane. So he was like, I can't bring that gear to the plane, you know, working, but he was hating it because he was there for like a training thing and it was his weekend leave. And he's like, I was like, if you would have told me, I would have brought some extra stuff for you to play. Yeah, to get a rental. Yeah. Oh, he, he's Mr. Bougie. He, he can't play in a rental. Uh, you need that Gucci Glock? Yeah, pretty much. He needs that Gucci-ness. All right. Let's move into the last section of the podcast now. This is Full Send. Here we've got some deeper questions that we can use to explore King Lobo's airsoft journey. Okay. So first... Bragging's fun, and you have now complete permission to brag. <laughs> Please tell me about your greatest airsoft-related accomplishment. Um, my greatest airsoft accomplishment is honestly not even to do with my team. My team is a great accomplishment I have. It's the FTA was the first team that I actually started myself from the ground up with a couple of helps from like Manic, um, Chewy was around in the beginning. But honestly, just bringing the culture of competitive play up to New York, upstate New York, uh, for a while, we were more dominated, like, by outdoor playing. And, like, we had indoor fields, but, you know, I brought – I hosted the first Kill House tournament out here and started bringing that competitive culture with, um, like, no fights, no arguments. Everybody's there to play. Hmm. And that was probably one of my greatest achievements, to see people – that been dying to play this style of game actually had the platform to do it. Nice. That's and, really important. And to me, it's always about growth for the community. 
Um, I'm in my mid thirties. Like I got a couple more years playing competitive or, you know, I'll always play airsoft with playing that intensity. And my biggest thing is to make sure that the airsoft, even Milson and competitive play growth stays in our area. Like hmm. it doesn't die out. And so I have hosted events, uh, outdoor, like skin mills, we call them Milson events out here, but those games were great, you know, and people loved them when I did them. But I feel like my biggest accomplishment was bringing a, um, the competitive culture more alive in our area. And then secondary is my team, you know, um, bringing a whole bunch of <laughs> clowns together, you know, demolishing it on the Milson side of the team. Um, we're pretty decent with the competitive play. And I just want to continue and dominate that area so I can say before I can retire, like, we dominated everything in this area. I like that. When you can leave a legacy, that's really nice. Pretty much. And plus, you know, if my kids want to get into the sport after I gone, I want to make sure that they have something to stand on, you know, something to do, somewhere to go, an outlet to escape reality of what I do. You want the Lobo line to continue. Yeah, pretty much. You know, Prince Lobo, Prince Junior Lobo, you know, let them get a queen here and there. And then get a know. Duke Lobo, maybe an Archbishop yeah. Count. Yeah, pretty much. You know, Pope, we get the Pope too. Yeah, yeah. Pope Lobo. Yeah. Yeah. Start your own religion. Yeah, pretty much. It's called, you know, my real name is Victor. I call it Vicism. That that could work. When I tried to start my religion, it was a studiism, but uh, uh, no believers. Yeah. All right. Everyone embarrasses them. Everyone embarrasses themselves playing airsoft. Uh, I do this frequently. Uh, my most recent one was when I fell into a ditch uh, chasing someone when I was playing outdoors. Uh, that that didn't end well. But how about you? What's your uh, recent or just most uh, embarrassing moment? Uh, my most embarrassing moment ever playing airsoft uh, was playing a milsing game in Pennsylvania. I bought these brand new pair of green pants because we run green. And within the first kneel down, it tore right by the crotch. Ooh. So I had to play nine hours of gameplay with a ripped pants. Yeah. <laughs> so there's photos that, you know, because they had a photographer there. There's photos when I know she was around, I crossed my legs. So she took a photo. At least the upper bottom of me looks fine, but like my my legs look weird. So I just take those photos and crop my legs out just to see the upper half. So yeah, just, just make it a bus shot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, why not? All right. Nice save. <laughs> Airsoft is changing a lot at the moment. How do you want Airsoft to change in the next 10 years? You mentioned about your local community and wanting to leave something for the next generation. Yeah. Um, I just want to see more of uh, less cheater videos and more of gameplay and karateme, like, you know, the community uplifting each other and just stop with the whole Nilsson and indoor, like, bickering back and I've forth. Already, I, that, that doesn't exist. It's just like this fake bullshit that appears online. Like, in Japan, there's no beef between between anyone. Well, like up here in New York, we see it a lot. You know, you know, there's a lot of our friends that be like, oh, you guys turn into space softers. And I'm like, it's just another area of airsoft. It's more of a sport. I said, but, you know, you can't knock it if you don't try it. And that's what I tell everybody. I was like, I'll still go on the Milson field and hand you your ass. And I could bring you indoor and still hand you your ass too. 
I said, well, you shouldn't stereotype just because you're plain, like a plain Maple Leaf Marine or Army person. I'm just going indoor, just playing airsoft. There's yeah, no then it kind of divides going. into like lapping versus like yeah, assault, um, sporting and stuff like that. But dude, I, I agree yeah. 100%. Like, do do what you want, and yeah. you know, it, it's not that hard. Like airsoft has basically four types i think like you've got just regular airsoft in the middle which is just like a public game which yeah. is shooting people in a car park and then that can then branch off into speedsoft where it's a sport uh and then you've got the opposite of that where it goes into milsim which is then the other extreme which is of course larping and then you've also got like a third tangent now that's developing, which is just uh, tactical training, where people oh, yeah. are doing like three gun game, five gun game, uh, range stuff, uh, reloads, and just really focusing on form. And yeah. I'm finding a lot of people are really doing that. So there's no correct way uh, to play airsoft. Just no. do what but you want, people, follow the rules of the event. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, if you want to get good at airsoft, play indoor and just steal every move that paintballers have just pretty much find out what a paintballer does steal all their techniques practice that in cqb and then you hand people their ass when you play with them urban outdoor anywhere because the skills you know the stuff that you're practicing like peak shooting and rapid yeah. changes like it's efficiency <laughs> Okay. You're right. You said he was going to pop out, and he did. Yeah, pop out. You want to say hi? Want to say hi? Hi. Hey, buddy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Last question here is just, uh, what are you working on the moment? You got any projects, anything in the pipeline? Yeah, I'm working on my next TM build. Um, It's going to be uh the Miles Morales. I actually did a... uh unboxing on youtube about it just with the new la kappa comp competitive frame that came out so that's probably my next build that i'm doing it's going to be another like competition pistol i don't want to nice. say that much i don't want to say that much i'm waiting for it to you know when i get it done cool well so, dude uh send us the link and this video will yep. be up in probably about four or five weeks so if your build's <laughs> ready by then maybe we can cross promote it oh yeah thank you i appreciate that all right, man. Well, last part of the uh, sorry, last part of the the podcast now. Um, please uh, feel free to just take the mic. Uh, shout out any brands, uh, any teammates, uh, any websites you want people to check out. the The mic is yours. All right. Well, you know, one thing, you know, people out there, you know, of course, my team, everybody in Flawless Technique. You know, if you don't know about us, check us out on Instagram, on um, Facebook, also YouTube. We each member of the team uploads different gameplay videos, unboxing, just a bunch of guys acting dumb. Um, shout out to you know CSL, Keegan, everybody out in the East Coast, um, uh, Ness, Doc, uh, Hollywood, uh, of course my boy Rogue. Make sure you check out our sponsors. You know, LA Kappa. Vendetta Speedsoft, uh, Rochester Airsoft, uh, Mac Airsoft, uh, Speedsoft Official out in Spain, and uh, Take One Airsoft, JT out in Maryland. He's doing his thing with his store. Check those things out. And, of course, Blowback Masters. I show love to everybody.
And if I forgot your name, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, his squad, you know, Houdini, Scotto, um, Joker, um, the rest of the guys out there, you know, those are people you should, if you don't know about, should know about. Oh, and Murder Inc. Can't forget about my boys, Full Auto Only. Oh, I know Full Auto Only, nice. Yeah. All right, man, well, thank you very much for being on the show today. It's been really fun chatting with you about Airsoft. Uh, it's really cool meeting like-minded people that, you yeah. know, love high cappers, love a good rushdown, and just, yeah. you know, have, have no hate for the Airsoft community. Like, we're all here. We're all playing dress-off together. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And we we don't need any hate. Um, oh. Thank you, man. It's, it's been a pleasure. You too, man. Peace out. All right, all right man. Bye.